We conclude Elizabeth Debenfer's dramatic testimony out of New Age spirituality with her vision with Jesus, as well as the dangers of the new apostolic reformation movement, or known as NAR. That and a lot more in this part two of two installment of Spirit Answers Podcast. If you recall last week, Elizabeth talked about how from a young age, she had an understanding of the supernatural realm uh, by both her, her own experiences with the demonic in her house and her parents getting into things like the Ouija board and automatic writing without totally understanding the demonic background of those practices. As Elizabeth uh, grew up, she started to get into uh, dancing and uh, through that got into the entertainment industry and, and became a backup dancer in the entertainment industry and started to get into new age practices herself uh, like um, white magic and angel cards. Again, not understanding uh, what it was she was getting herself into in the demonic pre- um, background that those practices have. Um, towards the end of last week, Elizabeth started to realize the true nature of the entertainment industry and the evil therein and um, was able to leave the entertainment industry with an understanding that perhaps God had been keeping an eye on her uh, path the whole time. And uh, we will pick up right there on this week's interview. From evil, um, I didn't even deserve him to find me a husband to give myself unto in a covenant marriage. And so, of course, there was a lot of things that had happened throughout our 40 years. But we're here and, and we love Jesus. And so back to, where were we? I do, I do also want to add that um, I have COVID brain. I did go through COVID and so a little foggy. So I hope I'm doing okay. Yeah, you're doing great. Okay. Um, so, oh, they laid hands on me. That's the Holy Spirit. He brings it back. Um, they laid hands on me and I just felt the presence of God upon me. And I said, whatever you do, because I'd seen this before. I said, whatever you do, don't let me fall. I'm pregnant, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're not going to let you fall, Mama. We're not going to let you fall. So I have my little one, and um, and there was some challenges. There was some outside things that just wanted, wanted me dead, just wanted me dead. Um, another C-section, but really evil people. And I don't even want to talk about these people that um, – that wanted to follow me to the ends of the earth and God took them out and his way. So, so with that being said, um, so I have the baby and I go on and it then 2003 mother's day morning. So I'm seeking the Lord from 90, you know, the whole time. So 2003 mother's day morning, I'm, I'm laying on the couch. Actually it was the night before and I knew something was missing in my heart. I knew there was something missing and I couldn't figure it out. Like there was something all of my life that I knew there was an empty place in there that the devil can get in. I was like, there's something in my heart that's empty that needs to be filled because the devil's getting in that part. I just had, I, I, that's the only way I can explain it. So I was laying on the couch um, and this is, this is what I needed. I was laying on the couch the night before Mother's Day morning 
And I was just sitting there and I remembered all the wonderful things that people say, you know, like people are in a better place after they die. You know, you always hear people say, oh, she or he or, you know, they're in a better place. They're in a better place. It's not that I had a suicidal thought or anything like that. I was just like, is this it? You know, yes, I'm a mother and I'm happy. I'm a wife. I'm a happy. But what is it? You know, what's missing? And I'd asked that question to the Lord years ago while I was actually cleaning a toilet. And I said, Lord, I love this. I love caring for my family. I'm cleaning a toilet and I'm loving it, which is really weird. Um, and I said, what happened? What happened in my life that being content and happy with this wasn't enough? What happened? And I heard the Lord say to me, you listened to the lies. He's a liar from the very beginning. And so I was like, yeah, that it was that I listened to the lies. We need to hear God's voice like nothing else. His sheep hear his voice. I wasn't quite a sheep yet. Right. So here I am laying there the night before Mother's Day morning. And um, I say to myself, so I thought, I wonder if you die. You have peace. Because we seek peace in life, but this peace that surpasses all understanding only comes from the Father in heaven and, and knowing who and why his son came. That's it. That's, it. That's it. So I hear a still small voice say, no, Elizabeth, in my ear, like right here as I'm laying saying, I wonder if you have to die to have peace. And I hear, no, Elizabeth, you don't have to die. Wow. I fell asleep, and I woke up Mother's Day morning, 2003, and to the phone ringing. But I thought, I'm not, you know, like, you said, I'm not answering that. I'm not answering that. And then all of a sudden I hear, you need the Holy Spirit loud like thunder man's voice wow. you need the holy spirit and i was like what's that and my sister was staying with me at that time and i was just like did she leave the tv on my husband had already gone to go see his mom it was early and i do remember him uh saying i'll see you later i'm going to see mom and but this was about i had fallen back to sleep and it, it was pretty close to 10 o'clock. So there's a reason why I tell you the time. And I'm laying there and I hear you need the Holy Spirit. One time I went, what is that? I thought, is there an evangelist on television? What's going on? And I hadn't even done any of that, you know, tuning into anything quite yet. But I remember, you know, my mom watching sometimes. And so it's like, he left the TV on and I'm looking around the house going, what, whose voice is that? Who, the, then the phone rings again. I'm like, Oh, that phone. Right. So I thought I was in between sleeping and then I hear again. Now, mind you, when I grew up, it was the Holy ghost and it was a, it was a, it was a bird, <laughs> you know, the bird, mm -hmm. the dove. Mm -hmm. And so as, 
I hear the phone ring and again, I hear for the second time, you need the Holy Spirit loud. Like, okay, I'm ducking cover right now. And I go to the phone and I pick up the phone. And now the young man that prayed for me in the once new age store that had become a place called Club Dread was on the other line. Wow. I had not talked to him for two years, maybe wow. three. Since my baby, since they laid hands on me, I might have seen him one time after that, just in passing. And I hear, hey, mama. Instantly, I knew who it was. And I'm like, okay, you're not even going to believe this. The craziest thing just happened to me. And I go, Stephen, what are you doing? And he goes, I'm calling you, Mama. Happy Mother's Day. You want to go to church? Now, mind you, church is not a relationship with God. So I just want to, you know, but what he'd asked me to, I thought, yeah, the walls are going to cave in. Even though I took my children on Easter and Christmas, I dress them up and take them to church. And they're so pretty, you know, right. throughout the years. I was like, Mother's Day morning, there's church on Mother. Well, it is Sunday. Okay. Um, you do remember who I am. You're asking me to go to church. And I said, but I got to tell you, I just heard this voice. And this voice told me, you need the Holy Spirit. And he started laughing in a very joyful, yeah, I got this. And and now I know he was praying for me, right? So he mm -hmm. called me to wish me happy Mother's Day, come to church. So he's giving me directions. And I'm hearing wah, 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 like Charlie Brown's mom was on the other end. And I go, it's already like 10 something, brother. I'm not going to have a, enough time to get dressed get my child dressed and go out the door and get there for anything. The service is nine to a, you know, whatever. And then from whatever to whatever. And he said, just, you know, if you get here, you get here. I don't even remember the conversation, but I don't remember anything except for what time is it? Am I going to have enough time? Uh, there's no time, but did you hear what I had to say? The weirdest thing happened to me. I heard something say, I need the Holy spirit. So I get off the phone with him and I, my sister comes out and she goes, what's going on? I said, um, I'm going to church. And she's like, okay. And so she departs and I hear that voice again because there was a, oh, am I going to go to church? And I heard, you need the Holy Spirit. Third time that did it for me. I was done. You, you don't have to tell me again. And, um, and so I started digging through laundry baskets for something to wear to church. And I'm going, I have nothing to wear. I mean, uh, I was pregnant, but I was still, you know, you can wear things that show everything when you're pregnant too. But I was, I was fairly modest, but I didn't really have anything. And it was Mother's Day morning. What am I going to wear? Does, I don't have anything floral. I, you know, I'm just like right. my brain. And um. And I hear God giggle. And so I'm going through, I go, I don't have anything to wear. And I'm not even thinking I'm talking to God. I'm just telling, I'm aggravated. You know, like I have to go find the Holy Spirit. I don't even know where I'm going. But it was like my body was compelled to do something that I had no idea what I was going to do. Mm -hmm. And so I'm pulling through this laundry basket. I said, I have nothing to wear, nothing to wear. And, he, and I hear, <laughs> just prepare your soul.
Wow. Wow. Okay. So I get up and I tell my sister and we didn't talk about, she, she grew up very, she went to parochial school. So you don't talk about the blood of Jesus. You don't talk, the blood of Jesus is like a wafer that goes in you and then turns into something. So even that was a little, you know, for me, I was like, anyway. Um, So I told her, I said, I uh, I need the Holy Spirit. She's like, okay, you need the white dove. All right. And I go, no, no, no. I I need the Holy Spirit. The voice came. And so I'm like, she goes, it happened. She's losing it. It, it happened, you know, it's bound to happen. It's happening. And I'll tell you, brother, I'm more sane now than I was back then. Like my brain, the difference between then and now, because I was afraid that something was going to happen to me, that I was not going to be able to make it this far. Only by the grace of God, I'm still alive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that being even with a really really wonderful husband um there our, our brain is a, a playground for the devil mm-hmm. and so um nobody can save you but jesus no man no woman no father no mother no nobody jesus is the only one that saves us from everything that's in our head the tormentor he doesn't care if you have a good husband a good wife a good mother a good father he, what he cares about is if they're praying that's for sure. And I know that I was being prayed for. So here that Mother's Day morning, I'm finding something to wear, finally found something to wear. And I start talking to my sister who thought I was going crazy. I start talking to her and saying, I need the blood of Jesus. I know nothing about the blood of Jesus. Hmm. I might lose it a little bit. Okay. So I'm like, um, I'm not going to lose it in a bad way. I need the blood of Jesus. I need the blood of Jesus. And she's like, okay, I'm thirsty. I'm so thirsty. And she's like, well, get something to drink. And then instantly, the whole depiction, and this was before the the movie that was very popular, um, The Passion of the Christ had come out. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I never even saw the raw, that was very raw, okay? That was a very raw depiction of the crucifixion. And so I never saw, I, I'd seen like, you know, staged different, but the reality was I was in a vision now and that vision was in my kitchen and Jesus, and this has happened to me, that happened to me before. Well, when I was with him, he showed me other things, but this was the raw that I needed to be under the blood of Jesus. I need to be covered in the blood of Jesus and that I was thirsty. And she's like, we'll get something to drink. And I said, no, you don't understand. Like, you know, thirsty. And I kept saying thirsty. And all I could see was Jesus on the cross, thirsty. I don't know how I just like, I'm thirsty. And he, then I didn't know the word of God, brother. If you, if you go to him, he's a fountain. He's a fountain of life. You go to him and he says, you'll never be thirsty again. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I'm like, here's Jesus. And then I said, I saw the spear go up and hit him. 
and blood come out. And I, and I said, I have to be, it was like, nobody was around my, I, my baby, you know, nothing. I knew that she was going to be, everything around me was gone, but me and Jesus. And I said, I need the blood of Jesus. I need to be covered. And I, I stood underneath what I felt what, you know, to be. And then afterwards I said, I need the cloak. I need his cloak. And she's like, okay, where are you going? I said, I need the Holy spirit and I need to be covered in his cloak. And she's like, okay, where are you going? Got the baby in the car. She got in the car. We drove. And I don't know where I was going, but we ended up at that church. I being a block away from that church, there was a woman with a, her little daughter um, at, with a bouquet of flowers and a mommy. And I was just like, roll down the window and I go, I don't know where I'm going, but is there a church around here? And she goes, yeah, it's just right down the road. I said, she goes, there's one right down the road on the left-hand side. I go, thank you. Never been to this church before. Never even been in this neck of the woods before. I drove on the freeway, like freeway way, which I don't like doing. And I don't like that, you know, going down that way anyway. But there was the church. So I get in, I take my daughter and my sister's just going along with me for the ride. Cause she, at that time, she didn't know if I was losing my mind or not. And, um, pray for her cause she, she needs Jesus. And so we go to the door and there's this woman and I didn't see her again after this. So I don't know what she was. I don't know if she was a woman or not a woman. Mm. Okay or a messenger from God, because he says, even he sends angels that we need to be careful the way that we speak to people because he's testing us at all times. He can, it, they could be ministering angels, right? Absolutely. That he sends. So she says to me, can I help you? And this is, you know, sweet, sweet little greeter with white hair, beautiful piercing blue eyes. I said, yes, you can. And all that came out of my, my mouth here, I have this baby. Um, I came for the Holy Spirit. And she says, well, then you came to the right place. Now, mind you, I only went to that church a couple of times after that. Okay. So it, it wasn't, she wasn't trying to, you know, promote her church or anything. She you came to the right place. And so she puts a little band on my baby's arm. She puts a band on my arm. She takes the baby away. And I'm just, you know, like going. So it's the end of the surface, my friend. Mm. The music is playing and everybody wants a touch from the pastor. Okay. So I didn't get to hear a sermon. I, he was just, everybody was, he was saying goodbye and everybody was coming up to him. And um, I look across the church and it's pretty, pretty good sized church. And guess who's standing there? Is it the guy that was on the phone with you? Yes. Wow. Right. Wow. And um, so I see him and I said, Stephen, and he goes, mama. So like it was one of those uh, moments that I had had when I was little, when I said he has risen inside the Catholic church. I mean, like everybody turned and looked at me because I was like, I'm here for the Holy spirit, like really loud. And, um, so he comes to me and everybody's like, okay, you know, they're excited. This woman, you know, 
And uh, they were very, very exuberant about the whole thing. And uh, I, I don't know where they ended up because it was just me and Jesus. I was, I was finding the Holy Spirit. But Stephen had come over and I said, I'm really scared. He said, don't be afraid, Mama. And I said, I am terrified. Please don't leave me. And he goes, I can only be with you for a while. And that this is when, boom, like everything happened. Because remember when Jesus said, I'll be here with you for a while, but then I have to leave. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Stephen had um, said, I can be here with you. Or so I thought it was, you know, I can't stay the whole time because this is between you and God. And so I had gone up to the pastor I don't remember who, what his name was, um, a gentle, kind looking person. And um, I was standing there and he just looked at me with these kind eyes and he said, hello. And, you know, there's other people around, but all of a sudden it just seemed like it was just me, uh, just me. And it was kind of the end of church, right? So people were leaving and I, and he took the time because he knew the time and he said, what is your name? And I didn't say anything. Like I was so ashamed of my life, brother. Like I was no longer, I wasn't around people anymore. People didn't exist. This pastor didn't exist. It was now I'm getting, going to go meet the Holy, Holy, Holy spirit. Holy right mm -hmm. and so i'm standing there and i hear what is your name and i didn't say anything and then all of a sudden he wasn't there anymore i was there it was me and jesus and i knew it was jesus i knew it was jesus there was no doubt in my mind i knew it was jesus and i couldn't lift my head i was so ashamed of every sin that i'd ever committed against god against my body against my husband against my children against my fellow man I was so, I just knew that God would have had to turn his face away from me. And he did. He said, what is your name, child? And all of my life, I enunciated my name. And he, and it was like, he knew, he knows, he knows our name. I mean, even if it, I've, I've gotten um, criticized because, well, not criticized, chastised by God because I didn't particularly care for a few of the names that my, my own children picked for their children. But now I know, you know, like, but their names are their names because God chose those names for them. And so I was standing there and I didn't even want to say my name because I was ashamed of the gift. I knew that our name is a gift and that I didn't have any right to be standing before Jesus, let alone, you know, like say my name, or let alone stand before Jesus. Like I didn't feel like I deserved anything and I couldn't lift my head. I was sick. And he said, what is your name? Really bold. And I remembered the voice. You need the Holy spirit, same voice. And wow. I just was like, um, he goes, what is your name child? And my head's down. I'm like, I can't look. I can't look up. I'm. So, I can't look up. You're, he's too holy. And um, what is your name, child? And I felt a hand come out up underneath 
my chin and lift my head up. And he said, what is your name, child? I said, my name is Elizabeth. And he said, that's right. Now you go and you sin no more. Wow. Wow. Yes, Lord. I fell to his feet and the tears just came down. I couldn't stop. And I felt started washing his feet with my tears, just like a, I had done that. I, it's like, that's what you do. That's what you do. Even your bald head will wash his, dry his feet with your hair, you know, mm -hmm. that little mohawk there. <laughs> and um, now I went through, I knew that I would cry, you know, a little bit, mm -hmm. but that's okay. Mm -hmm. Right. And so red was red, blue was blue, yellow was yellow, orange was orange. Like my whole entire life opened up. Like there, I'd never seen anything like that before in mm -hmm. the peace that surpassed all understanding filled me that day, filled me. It was, I, I felt the cloak literally and I couldn't, it, it, it fell upon me. And I thought, you know, later on I saw how they like cover people up when they're at church because, you know, just to give them privacy mm -hmm. and not at this church, but later on in my walk and but this was the most amazing material that I'd ever felt in my entire life. Like this was tangible. This experience was tangible. People have a really hard time understanding that God, you know, God can make himself tangible. It's mm -hmm. not, you know, and like every sin that I committed completely just like gone, gone, washed away. Like I touched the blood touched me in my home, but when I got there and he said, go and sin no more, I knew that that was an, an imperative thing, you know, that, that it's possible to walk with him if you have the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. You need the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. You can't just say, I love God. I know Jesus because he says, if you, if you, I love God, I love Jesus. He says, if you love me, you'll do what? You'll obey my commandments. Right. Right. Jesus says, if you love me, you'll obey my commands. Right. And I was wretched. You know, I was stole, like, you know, just mm -hmm. we all do it. And um, well, we all have done that. And mm -hmm. so when he said, go and sin no more, he showed me the life that I needed to live. Right. And so I couldn't shut up about him, which after that. And so about a week later, um, I went back to the church. I didn't go back after that. But this week later, I went back and I, they finally picked me up off the floor. <laughs> but so I could I peel. They peeled me off. And a week later, I went back <clears throat> and a man came up to me with a woman and he said, did you receive the Holy Spirit? And I said, well, I gave my life, like I submitted, I sub submitted, surrendered, no more. And the devil come in like a whirlwind after, you know, within the first year, it was like, I was fighting. I was going to church where they were doing drugs. 
they were smoking pot. It it was apostasy. You know, I I'd ended up invo involved in NAR. You know what NAR mm -hmm. is? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, and that's what the devil wants. He wants mm -hmm. you to be involved in the same things that you were before, but call it Christian, call it right. call it supernatural, and you know, and anybody that says anything about that that's been from it is religious. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I go to the church on um, on that week, next Sunday, I'm ready for church. And I, I go and the man comes up to me and says, have you received the Holy Spirit? I said, well, yeah, you know, I gave my life to Jesus. And I'm telling him, he goes, yeah, but there's more. And I'm like, and I remembered when he, what he, when he said what he said, I remembered when I was little and my dad got boom, you know, I was like, I know it wasn't like that. I know that there's something else and you can be filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm. And so he said, would you, would you like to be filled with the Holy Spirit? And I was like, you know, you're, you're I'm leery a little bit, but I'm just on fire for Jesus and nobody's going to lay their hands on me, you know, kind of a thing. Right. Um, and I said, you know, I want it. I want it all. I, I want it all. And at the moment that I said I wanted it all, beautiful language came out of me. And now not everybody, there is people that talk, speak in tongues that I can tell. I can, I can tell it, if it's hokey. I can. Mm -hmm. You know, should have bought a Honda, could have bought a Honda, would have bought a Honda, you know. Um, I get in a lot of trouble when I t speak truth, so I... <laughs> You can edit out whatever you want. <laughs> You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> and no problem. So I, it just bubbled up and out of me. And a, the woman that was standing there reached out and put her hand on me. And she started to speak in tongues. She touched, she touched my arm. And, um, and I know that that's biblical. That can be biblical too. You know, that, just by faith she reached out and then she started crying and she got tongues not because of me but because the faith that i had to say i just want i, I want all of him i want it mm. you know and um that was what i needed i needed that because tongues are like for me they i, I just i think i needed it i needed that mm -hmm. I, and I believe they're for it's for all people, but not all. It doesn't mean that you don't have the Holy Spirit because you don't speak in tongues. So I want to make right. that clear. Right. Um, so that being said, she reached out and she'd been asking the Lord for 12 years. Wow. That's in the Bible, like the late, I can't make this stuff up. Wow. That lady prayed for 12 years because she had an issue, you know, and only God knows what the issue of blood was, what, you know. And this woman had been asking for a gift that she could, you know, pray to him the way that she wanted to pray to him because, you know, when you have no words and she's, she's telling me, I just love him so much. I don't know what else to say to him, you know, and, and I'm like, uh-huh. And I'm only like a week old baby and I'm going, uh-huh. Yeah. And she's like, no, it's been 12 years. So that was the beginning of my walk. And there was a lot of, um, things that happened. The devil wanted me out. So 2004, a year later, guess what I got? Breast cancer. Mm. You see? Mm -hmm. Almost to the mm. day, my friend. Wow. Almost wow. to the day I was diagnosed uh, right around Mother's Day morning, 2004. 
Wow. Um, and it was July when I had my, uh, my operation, my mastectomy. Mm -hmm. You see? Mm -hmm. So. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. And, and for those of you, again, that haven't listened to her, uh, when Elizabeth was on previously, the, her having breast cancer played a pivotal role in, in her near-death experience. Uh, at, at least the first one, I believe, right? Mm -hmm. was, it, was it also the second one as well? I can't uh, Yeah, I had gone, um, yeah, I had to go back and uh, in that one, yeah. But I saw utter darkness in that one. Jesus yeah. was with me and showed me. And part of that, what he'd showed me uh, too, was that even though I called and claimed myself a Christian, and I'm not going to get into theology and stuff like that, but I'm, I am going to tell people, to study it out, read your Bible, um, because, and yeah, and have the Holy Spirit show you. Even though in that year that I had come to the Lord and surrendered my life and had that amazing experience, and to the year, I got involved in church activities that were deceptive that began to take me right back into the bars again. And these were Christians going to the bar after church. These were just Christians swapping off um, pills across the Denny's. I was going and leaving, going to church and leaving. I was just telling my husband about this. I was leaving my family and they like to play after church you know, too. Some of these people, the mm -hmm. NAR people, they mm -hmm. like to go to their church, have their experience, feel that, but I always felt something was wackadoodles. Like I couldn't, and if I talked about it, I was religious and, you know, the gold dust, I saw it all brother. And I started to expose it. Mm. I started mm. to expose it. I was beaten in churches of big name churches thrown downstairs. And I, and the same demons that threw my dad, my, or my mom from my dad, that threw my mom and my sister down those stairs were in church pastors. I can name their names wow. of, wow. of these NAR churches. That and for had, the, had me thrown out. Go ahead. I was, yeah, and I was going to say, just in case there are people that are not familiar with it, it's, uh, I believe it's New, Apostoli uh, apostolic, new, new, apostolic, new apostolic, apostolic Reformation. Reformation, mm -hmm. yep. And, mm -hmm. and essentially it's... Um, seven uh, Mountain like you, Mandate. The Seven Mountain Mandate. Yeah, ahead. yeah, where they, uh, in those churches, place uh, so much so much uh, emphasis on experiences uh, over anything else. And, and so it sounds like that's exactly what's going on here, right? It wasn't mm -hmm. so it wasn't the relationship with Jesus that was the center point. It was what kind of experiences, supernatural experiences can we have, you know, things that appeal to our flesh rather, rather than our spirit. That's right. And Jesus said that many will come to him on that day saying, Lord, Lord. And he'll say, depart from me. I never knew you, your work of sin. He has to, he, he has to turn his face away. He didn't, he turned his face away from Jesus, his own son. And sin is, it's, it's a very deceptive, it's sin, it's, it's sneaky and it'll come into our lives and it, it'll disguise itself as good things. That's why God says they'll call evil good and good evil in the last days, right? Right. And that strong delusion, and he'll even send a strong delusion that they would believe the lie. Remember God said that you believed the lies right. rather than to me? How, how did this yeah. happen, Lord? You, be, you believe the lies. They'll believe the lies rather than the truth. And so with that experience, 
and people don't even like the word experience. So what do you, how do you, how do you describe anything if you, if you have an experience? <laughs> right. You know what I'm talking. You know what I'm talking about, right? I've been around for a little while. It's like okay, so I end up in the New Apostolic. I end up at church where they're passing pain pills across the table. Oh, I left. I ended up leaving my family. That's where I was going. People, if your ministry, if okay, so there's there's God your family, then ministry. If your ministry, their ministry, and that whole your, my church, my ministry, um, if what you think you're doing for God supersedes what you're supposed to be doing for your family, you're in the wrong place because it's, it's worldly. So people, I was God chasing. I was God chasing for the first year of my, uh, my walk. And I ended up I saw Pete, we're going to have to talk about that another time. You're going to have to, <laughs> we're going to have to have a talk um, because people need to know. Yeah. They need to know. I mean, there's, some, I was in a church where there, there's nothing there, nothing. And there, because I was starting to expose. So I was going in incognito, washing toilets, going behind, getting to know people. And they know, they know who I am. Mm. Because in the beginning, I was asked to be a partner of a very well-known. And my girlfriend, whom I was going to the bars with, the one, you know, one of the ones, one of the ones that I go to bars with, she's now um, very involved with NAR. And I would go with mm -hmm. her. I mean, very involved. And mm -hmm. I pray for her. I love her. She's just the sweetest lady. But then, you know, we're. I would go to these places. And this one was where... I'm sitting here and this guy's like passing a pretend joint and they're going well, before they hand it to me, they're going here like that. And I'm going, okay. You know, cause I have to like, I'm, I'm not hitting it. I know I'll pass, you know, mm -hmm. that's an impartation. Mm -hmm. These things are, they'll, they'll go right up and they'll blow smoke in your, like, Oh, in your face. I had gone to, um, 7707, I went to Lou Ingalls, had a huge thing, and I had seen it in a dream before. The Lord had shown me that I was going to go, and it was for abortion. He, he's very big on uh, that. It's one of the covers that they use. It's all witchcraft. These people are in witchcraft, straight up. And I'm not afraid to expose God. I just, I, you have to. You have mm -hmm. to. He mm -hmm. says it, um, that have no part, partake in uh, do not partake in it, but rather expose the darkness. Right. Right. Um, so when I went over there, they were smoking pot. Hmm. These Christians in this big event with all these teachers were smoking pot, blowing hmm. smoke and one the literal pot, not to pretend that you Jehovah right. wanna Jehovah wanna God is grieved. Hmm. And he, hmm kept me from that he said go and sin no more that's sin in the church that's right. sin and my eyes got opened i was sitting with people that said that they were christians now i'm going to talk about it. we can't lose our salvation like a like you know i can lose this cup and wonder where it's at but we can forfeit it yeah. we can be continue to do whatever we want thinking that we're covered and stand before god like I did. And what he said was that, you know, I, I'd come to, I was in the right place. 
but if I had died, if I had died in that state, I would have been in I, whatever was beyond the utter darkness. And I mm -hmm. thought I was a Christian. Wow. Wow. I thought I thought I was I thought it was clear to go. Mm. So I had the experience in the first one, right? Mm -hmm. 2000, mm -hmm. 2006. And then right. by the time I had gotten the operate, the um, my arm had atrophied. So it was 2006. So in that time span, not even two years, I got involved in NAR and all kinds of stuff. Wow. I had my experience with jesus again and he was mm -hmm. holding my hand and then he said i have to let go of your hand um i saw i was in it i was in the darkness and that darkness is coming on this earth and if we don't have the holy spirit and we don't if we don't uh know that we know that we know that we're in the lord because how he knows us is if we keep his commandments we don't follow other people and and things that they're doing he said my sheep hear my voice and no other do they come to. We need to know his voice mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. thunder. You need the Holy Spirit, right? Mm -hmm. You need the Holy Spirit. And so I could have, yeah, I don't want, I don't want to see anybody end up where I was before Jesus, where I couldn't even lift my head mm -hmm. because that's a forever. If you yeah. don't, if you don't know Christ and you don't know that you're born again, if you think you know Christ and you don't, you don't know, there's so many things I could say. Today is the day of your salvation. If you're not sure of where you're at, please get a hold of brother, get, you know, and, and he'll help. I, I'll help. We'll help you. You need, we need to know God, the one true God, not, not by going and into these places and just having this extra supernatural experience. Mm -hmm. We don't need yeah. to be around a bunch of people. You could hear my, my testimonies. Those are supernatural. And the, and the de devil knew that, that I had supernatural experiences. Now, now I can see if, you know, who they're around, what they're around and what they're doing now. And they know me. Because I'm gonna, I'm gonna call them out. I don't want to see people fall into the pit of hell, thinking right. that they're a Christian. Mm -hmm. well, many, many will come to him, saying, "Lord, Lord, that's scary." I was one of them. I was yeah. one of them. Mm -hmm. it's a fine line. It's a narrow, 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 narrow. It's so narrow. It's such yeah. a narrow path. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, yeah, it's so it's so easy as we as we can see here in your testimony how uh, to fall for that deception because the enemy knows us, he knows us really well, and uh, it's just the, the little cracks. It's all it takes, like you said, with the with the angel board, and all of a sudden, you know, you've gotten into crystals and things like that. That's exactly what the enemy does, to, you know, to everybody he, using their uh, weak, you know, the exact weaknesses that he knows how to exploit. So, um, I think it's very apparent your your love for people and. And wanting uh, them to know the truth, and 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 uh, I think it's very clear that you know you you speak from this in a place of experience because you've been you've been at that place before where you didn't have Jesus in your life. You've been at that place where you didn't have that relationship, and you know how how dark that is. Even if you don't, mm -hmm. you didn't even necessarily realize it all those years. That sometimes that there was an end goal that you were you know there's, there was a relationship with Jesus at the end of this at the end of this journey, uh, but you you just kept 
pressing forward. You were never, you had that hole in your heart, like you said, that was never, never filled. And uh, you know how hard that is. So I think it's very clear. It's very clear to me and I'm sure to the people listening, uh, your love for people and just wanting them to, to know this truth and experience that relationship with our creator um, that does fill, fill our heart in a way that nothing else in this, no, no drug, no supernatural experience, no relationship can do. And um, just a just a beautiful testimony overall. And and I, you know, I have a bachelor's degree in creative writing and it always just blows my mind the way that God is able to to weave our lives and create these incredible, you know, stories of, mm-hmm. of uh, you know, these these journeys of coming back to him or finding him. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, it, and it never ceases to amaze me, his patience with us. Um, he, you know, he lets us he, we have a free will. He lets us, you know, do our own thing until we realize that we can't do it without him. And uh, I just think it's something I think I've said it before that we can really take away from him. Just his just his patience, I think, with people is, is absolutely mm-hmm. beautiful and, and incredible and so loving. So long suffering, isn't he? Yeah, he yeah. absolutely. absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that's supernatural in and of itself, mm-hmm. the way that he's long suffering. Um, what would you tell uh, the Elizabeth at her lowest point, just knowing all the things that you know now and after you've had you know, several, several years of a relationship with Jesus, what would you tell that version of Elizabeth? What do you think it, it was that she needed to hear? Exactly what I heard. Mm. That you don't have to die to have peace because I'm sad that hopelessness is really abounding on earth right now, especially with, it's a different, it's a different world. It's a different world entirely than it was only three years ago, mm-hmm. two years ago, last month. You know, it's changing so rapidly. And, you know, I lost two, well, my, my children lost two of their grandparents from COVID. I was in the bed and I just got up three days ago for the first time out of, really out of bed, um, wow. more than just going and using the restroom, doing a little housework. So even sitting here, um, it takes a lot out of you. And so it's it's a trial. These are our tribulations we're entering into. And what I would say is that to that person that's wondering and that, that person that I was asking, do you have to die to have peace? I would say, no, Elizabeth, you don't have to die. Mm. Wow. And then go and run like crazy to find the Holy Spirit if you think that you don't have the Holy Spirit. If you are not sure that you are in a safe place with Jesus, he's the, one, he's the salvation. If you're not sure if you're serving another master besides Jesus, if you think that you're hearing another voice besides his, and, and not to harden your heart at this time. Pride is, is a terrible thing to humble yourself before him and ask him, you know, because my, my question was just in passing. I was just like, is this it? You know, but there's other people that are in really bad places saying, is this it? And they're hopeless. And so I would say, there's hope. There's Mm -hmm. hope in Jesus. Yeah, beautifully said. Uh, it's certainly just an, a, a deception. Another way that the enemy tries to deceive us by telling us that there is no hope, and that's a, a lie from the pit of hell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
Well, yeah. Elizabeth, I, I have really, really enjoyed this. And I'm so, so thankful that you came back on to, to share this testimony. Like you, you said, the first time that you shared this, uh, at least to this extent uh, with, with anyone. So I'm, I'm super, so, so thankful and want to give people an opportunity to contact you, uh, figure out where you're at online uh, if they would like. So just on Facebook, Elizabeth Nebenfer and I will, just like I did last time, put the link down below uh, for people that have a Facebook and want to contact her there. And also she was kind enough to include her email as well. Uh, just an heir to his throne, uh, an heir, the number two, his throne at AOL.com. Uh, so Elizabeth, thank you so much again for, for taking the time to join us and praise God uh, for everything that he praise did uh, throughout, throughout your, your journey back to him. And I'm uh, just so, so grateful for you and everything that you're doing for the kingdom. Thank you. And you too. Yeah. I'm, I'm honored and I'm just, uh, so excited to see even more of what God's going to do in your life. Yeah, well, thank I you. I love thank you. Thank you. I love you too. I, re I really appreciate Say hi that. Hi to mom for me, okay? I will do that. I will <laughs> okay. do that. Okay. All right. thank, thank you. God bless you. You bye too. Bye-bye now. Well, that's it for the show this week, everybody. Thank you again for tuning in. And I forgot to mention uh, a couple weeks ago, actually, I had asked you if you enjoyed the, the podcast, if you're listening to this on YouTube, to go ahead and hit the like button and, and leave a comment. And you guys did a phenomenal job. Um, really appreciate that. And again, just, you know, that helps us get the word out there about the podcast and ultimately the truth, which is what we're all about here. So really appreciate that. And um, just this week, if you have any, any comments either on Elizabeth's testimony or anything, any suggestions for the podcast, anybody that you want to see on the podcast. Again, if you're on YouTube, feel free to leave a comment below and uh, we'll, I will be sure to take a look at that. Um, and a reminder to send in your story uh, to the email address listed in the description below, wherever you're listening to this. And you can see the types of stories that I'm looking for either by going back at the podcast or to the uh, other podcasts we've already come out with. Um, or just in the description there, there's a little bit of an idea of what it is that I'm looking for. And I would love to have you on. We have an audio only option available as well if you don't want to be on camera. And um, just again, appreciate all you do to support the podcast and for um, sharing the podcast and uh, rating and reviewing the podcast if you are on a podcast app. And uh, just as always, I will be praying for you uh, throughout the upcoming week and I will see you next week. Have a great week. Take care. Bye-bye.